At 6.30, Scott came through the front door. From the way he walked and the determined look on his face, she knew he had slipped into another mood. Not euphoric or depressed. Those moods she had grown used to. But something else, something new, she intuitively feared. He headed directly for the bedroom. She paced herself behind him, unconsciously wringing her hands. Dinner's ready. Are you hungry? Would you like a drink first? Scott? He opened the closed closet door and walked into the spacious dressing area. She came to the doorway and watched as he felt along the top shelf between shoe boxes and extra pillows for the gun. She was somewhat relieved to see he did not haul down the cartridge box. She had contemplated doing away with a weapon entirely, but was afraid of the fight that would ensue if she did. Just the week before, she had called a telephone hotline and anonymously stated the situation she now found herself in. She was referred to another number, another agency, but she did not make a second call. The first one had left her shaky and feeling stupid. Couldn't she control the atmosphere in her own home? Didn't she have the wherewithal to make her husband happy again, without outside interference? I've made your favorite. He turned on her, the gun in his hand, the barrel pointing toward her belly. She flinched, ground the knuckles of one hand within the grip of the other. Back away, he said. I'm going to end all this. And what? What are you talking about? Blood exploded in her brain, trampling through the veins in her temples like mad horses. The initial pain of a migraine headache made her wince. Scott, put the gun back. Get out of my way or you'll be first. I don't really want to hurt you. I think you ought to stay behind to handle all the arrangements. It's not in your blood. He pushed past her and left the bedroom, leaving Kay to trail him. Not in her blood? What could he mean? What arrangements? He paused to look around the living room, the vacuum silver gray carpet, the sofa and easy chair a soft shade of mauve, the ancient pillows plump just so, the paintings they had picked out together for the walls. She came to his side, her eyes pleading with him, praying he would listen. Scott, what do you mean, not in my... He moved away from her as if he hadn't heard, moved purposely down the hallway to the back of the house, toward the den, where the children played. Now panic caused clarion bells to gong and clang in Kay's head. Gabriel? Stevie? No. Wait, Scott. Stop. She hurried behind him, hands outstretched. He stepped into the den and strode directly to where the boys sat together on the carpet, gaily colored blocks scattered about their feet. They looked up, interested in the gun in their father's hand. Was it a toy for them? Stevie started to rise to his feet and Scott pushed him down again. He put up the palm of his free hand in a gesture of stay. He turned to point the gun at Kay. Don't come any closer. What do you want, Scott? Please don't scare the boys this way. Let's go back to the bedroom and talk about it. Let's try to... Too late for talk, Kay. Too late for everything. I have to do this, don't you see? I have to. It has to end here with me. He gestured at the children with his gun hand. And with them... He turned the barrel of the revolver toward Stevie's confused face and pulled the trigger. Brain matter spread over and stained the carpet with streaks of red. Stevie fell backwards to the floor with a thump. Baby, her baby. What had Scott, what was he? Kay screamed and rushed the remaining few feet to grab at her husband's hand. Too late. He swung the barrel toward little Gabriel's stunned face and pulled the trigger a second time. 
The reverberation was magnified so that it filled the house. It filled the world. Gabriel was flung back across the floor as if he had been hit by a great blast of wind. A large portion of the back of his head disappeared. Scott threw Kay off and immediately put the gun into his mouth. He did not smile or flinch or say goodbye or explain himself. As she watched in horror, he pulled the trigger and blew his brains across the den walls. His body fell across those of his dead children. There was a keening in the air. Kay crawled to the bloody bodies and tried to gather them all into her arms to rock, to rock, to rock, to put back together again, and to rock. <laughs>